out there in TV land. I'm Alyssa, and this is When TV Was Great Podcast, where I recap shows from I Love Lucy to Breaking Bad and everything in between. Come join me and reminisce about When TV Was Great. And uh, <laughs> I'd seen a clip of this episode I'm going to be covering on TikTok. And I'm like, I have to do this episode. I remember it being so funny. And this is... So what I'm going to be doing is The Nanny. Season 3, Episode 8. It's called The Party's Over. And there's a few episodes of The Nanny where she reminds me so much of Lucy. And this one is one of them. Her facial expressions. You can tell her idol, you know, her roots are Lucy, Lucille Ball. It's great. Um, before I get started, um, I'm going to go over the music of November 4th, 1995. This episode aired on November 6th, 1995. Um, wow. This brings me back, you guys. I already have my license. And I was, a, I guess I was a, um, yeah, I guess I was a, a junior. Okay, so number one, fantasy, Mariah Carey. Yeah, I was never a big fan of hers. Number two, Gangsta's Paradise from Dangerous Minds. It's a good movie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but it's a good movie. Runaway, Janet Jackson, love her. Number four, Kiss from a Rose by Seal. Number five, Tell Me, Groove Theory. I don't remember that one, but I bet if I'd know it if I heard it. Number six, As I Lay Me Down, Sophie, Sophie B. Hawkins. Number seven, Only Wanna Be With You, Hootie and the Blowfish, which by the way was my first concert. It was Hootie, it was Toad the Wet Sprocket and Hootie and the Blowfish. I don't know if any of you guys know who Toad the Wet Sprocket is. They were a local band from my hometown, Santa Barbara, California, and uh, they made it big with um, Walk on the Ocean, a whole bunch of other good songs, um, and they were just getting started when I saw them in concert. That was my first concert, and they played, they opened <laughs> for Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie and the Blowfish was great, by the way. Um, okay, and so is Toad. Number eight, You Are Not Alone, Michael Jackson. Oh, I remember that song. Number nine, Back for Good. Take that. I didn't know that song was that old. Number ten, Roll to Me, Delamitri. Oh, man. I probably heard every one of those songs, except for the one I didn't recognize, but I think I know it. I probably heard all of those songs repeatedly back around this time on the radio, Y97, that was our station where we, where I got all my songs. Uh, now we're going to go into movies. Oh, these are interesting. Okay, so this is just for November 1995. This is not for that week. Number one, Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. It's a funny movie. It's not as funny as the first one, but it's pretty funny. I remember seeing that in theaters. Number two, Goldeneye. Never saw any of the James Bond movies. Number three, of course, Toy Story came out November 22nd, which I believe was Thanksgiving. Uh, Get Shorty with John Travolta. My mom loved that movie for some reason. I've never seen it. 
Uh, the American President. I did see that, and I saw that in theaters. Uh, number six, Copycat. Um, Sandra Bullock, I think. I never saw it. Number seven, Powder. <laughs> I remember Powder. Number eight, Money Train. Wesley Snipes, I think. Number nine, Casino. That's a damn good movie. But God, it's long, isn't it? Number 10, Home for the Holidays. Okay, let's get started with this episode. I'm excited because I haven't seen it in quite a while. Now, all of the Nanny episodes are on uh, Max, which was formerly HBO Max. <laughs> they just changed it to Max. Uh, I, I know once I watch this episode, I'm going to go down a Nanny rabbit hole again and watch all the episodes. So, I mean... Be looking for more Nanny episodes in the future. I was going to do The Sopranos, like I said on my last podcast, but I wanted to do something funny. The Whitecaps episode of Sopranos is very, very dark, and it's just a lot of drama, and I just kind of feel like laughing tonight. So that's why I chose this. All right, here we go. Maxwell, I cannot tell you how excited I am about our little weekend getaway to Boston. <laughs> it's a business trip, Cece. Of course I know that. Work, work, work. In fact, right now I'm off to get a wax. I mean... <laughs> facts. Don't worry, sir. You'll be right near Salem. They know how to take care of her kind there. <laughs> Now, so you don't think Cece wants to go to Boston to, um, you know, shout the British are coming? <laughs> oh, no, sir. No, as a matter of fact, just before you came in, she was saying what a shame it is the children can't go with you. Oh, really? Mm. Well, I suppose it would be educational for them. Oh, but the hotel only has two rooms. Do you think she'd mind sharing with the girls? Mind? How many times have we heard her say, I don't care who I sleep with? Wow. What time did this show air at? Like, maybe nine? Eight? I never watched it when it first aired. I watched it way after it was over. <laughs> wow, so much to unpack there. This is what I love about the show, all the sexual innuendos, because there are so many. Especially as the show got, like, went on more and more. Um, but first of all, the Salem line, hilarious. Uh, the British are coming? Wow. You know, at the age I was, I probably wouldn't have caught that joke. Uh, it would have been over my head, but, uh, wow. And then, Niles all. what I also love about the show is Niles and Cece, like, their hatred for each other. And, you know, obviously Cece wants, wants to get it on with Maxwell. And Niles knows, obviously, and he's trying to stop it, which is pretty typical of Niles. He's, he, do, he does stuff like that to her all the time. He does not want them to be together, apparently. Uh, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I look back at the show, and I'm like, this was 1995, and they're, they're saying this stuff on TV. It's crazy. But, you know, I guess if, you know, if an innocent kid hears it, they don't know what the heck they're hearing anyways, right? So the next scene, Fran and Val are, like, 
like chowing down on a huge container of ice cream and they have like chocolate syrup over it and whipped cream and and you know they're just it, they remind me so much it just reminds me so much of Lucy and Ethel I don't know it just does and uh, she Val says eh, I'm never gonna fulfill I'm, I'm always gonna be single I'm never gonna fulfill my fantasy of buying double burial plots and Fran's like that's your dream Val and she goes that's mine too no wonder we're best friends. And then Fran says, all I want is a cute guy with a couple bucks. And Brighton walks in, and Brighton's probably like, what, 14, 12? No, wait. I don't know how old he is. This is season three, so he's probably about 14. And uh, he's like, what? And she goes up to him, because she's kind of looking him down, and she goes, have you ever seen Harold and Maude? Uh, Harold and Maude. Wow. What a movie. I highly recommend it. It is something you'll, it's a movie like I've never seen before. It's like what it's about, these two like souls who don't even, who, who have like, the only thing they have in common is that they're depressed, right? Like he's so depressed, his name, his name is, uh, well, Harold, duh. Uh, he's so depressed he goes to funerals in his spare time. And she does the same thing. That's where they meet. They meet at a funeral of somebody they don't even know, if I remember right. And that forms a relationship. And did I mention that the lady is like, like what, 87 years old or something? I might have the age wrong, but wow. Good movie. They don't show anything, so don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Um, but it's a very good movie. It's from the 70s. And Cat Stevens does a soundtrack, who's amazing, by the way. I love Cat Stevens. Um, highly recommend it. Uh, then we get the intro, and then we get back to the show. Fran, what are we going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to have our own singles party. We'll charge 20 bucks a head. With all the losers we know, we'll make a fortune. <laughs> you know, I've got just the perfect place to do it. The back room at Benny's Clam Bar. Mm, it's so dark and depressing there. Val. How well do I look? I don't know. I can't really tell. Book it, Val. <laughs> Daddy, forget it. Do you know how hard those concert tickets were to get? There's no way I'm missing Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails? Barbara's on tour again? No, Miss Fine. Margaret would prefer to go to a concert with her friends than spend the weekend in Boston with her own family. Oh, well, who wouldn't want to go to Boston? Nine Inch Nails. That brings me back. Man, my friend was obsessed with Nine Inch Nails. Ugh, I never really liked them that much. I did go through like a goth period, like a like a um, dark, you know, teenager period. But yeah, not a huge fan. Um, what I love about the nanny is she always takes the kids' side, always, you know. And uh, I mean, I guess she should because she is the nanny. But it's. It's cute. It's cute, the relationship she has with all, all three kids. Can this day get any better? <laughs> oh, I guess it can. I'll be spending the entire weekend alone with Maxwell in Boston. Uh, I'm sorry. 
But we have some lovely consolation prizes for you. I am not sitting next to Gracie on the plane. She always vomits. All right, she can sit next to Miss Babcock. Oh. Maxwell, you're bringing the children on the trip. Yes, Cece, it was very sweet of you to think of them. Niles told me it was all your idea. Don't thank me. Don't worry. I won't throw up as long as I don't eat anything. Well, in case you get peckish, I packed you a sandwich. <laughs> Egg salad. <laughs> It'll go lovely with your blazer. So Maxwell's kind of like, you know, like a sad because this is Mar Maggie's first time being alone because he did let her go to the Nine Inch Nails concert and stay at home. And he's in the middle... <laughs> He's in the middle of telling her, you know, how proud he is of her, and she slams the door in his face. And then, uh, you know, Maggie says something like, oh, I can do whatever I want. You know, it's so cool. Yeah, I'm, it's so cool I'm by myself. I can do whatever I want. And now I know why you're single. And she's like, yeah, that's why. And uh, then Val comes to the door and says that the place they were gonna have the party burned down. Oh, how convenient. So they're freaking out because they don't have a place and it's the day of the party. And they're like, they're like, Val's like, well, why don't we have it here? And Fran's like, no, 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 no way. And they're crying because we're gonna die alone. Sounds just like Lucy there too. I. I, I don't know. Fran and Lucy have totally different voices, but the ah, but wham, that's totally Lucy too. Uh, then Maggie says, no, dad said uh, I couldn't have a party or something like that. And they're like, oh. So they throw their party. Niles is as is the bartender and he's doing like some cocktail moves, you know, like throwing the bottle behind his back and all that funny stuff. And then we meet some interesting people. Well, my spare time, I like to do a little hunting. Oh, wow. Maybe next time you go, you could bag me a chocolate mousse. <laughs> Mousses aren't chocolate. No, I was saying, you know, chocolate mousse. It's a jet. Have you met my friend Val? I love the way you look. Those heels are so sexy. Oh, thank you. Mind if I try them on? You met my friend, Val. You know, you might not believe this, but this hair is all from a can. It looks so natural. 
met my friend Val. Val. <laughs> I just love that montage of like all the losers. So the first guy has like no sense of humor. The second guy wants to wear her shoes, which could be a problem. And the third guy is wearing hair from a can. Oh my gosh. So what the laughing is all about is kind of, it's like a visual, so it's kind of hard to explain, but <laughs> she runs her hand through his hair and it's like black ink. <laughs> so she makes like a, a bang for him because this guy has like no hair. It's, you can tell he's like totally like losing his hair. She makes like a bang for him out of the black ink and then she makes a Hitler mustache on him. She's Jewish. Keep this in mind. She's Jewish, which is even funnier. Uh, and, you know, have you met my friend Val? Oh, God, hilarious. Uh, then the next guy is, like, really, really nice. But problems arise. Oh, friend, you're pretty sharp. Throw a party like this, meet great people. <laughs> you make a few bucks. Hey, a few bucks, please. I may quit my career as a... Uh, supermodel. Well, I think it's amazing that you show a profit, especially after all those uh, business licenses you have to buy. What business? It's a party. Oh, Fran. Uh, oh, Jeff. Uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm a police officer. Mm? And you're under arrest. <gasps> that was a pistol? So it's like your typical misunderstanding, right? She charges people for a party. He thinks she's like a, like a madam or something. <laughs> uh, and it's like a total typical misunderstanding, like three's company style misunderstanding. And uh, it's very, very... They don't talk much about it. It's just kind of like they sweep it, sweep it under the rug a little bit. So in the next scene, so she she gets arrested. You don't see anything. You don't see her go to jail. You don't see why she got arrested. And then the next scene, you see Niles coming home because apparently he got lucky with one of the girls at the party. He comes home and he goes, what a mess because the whole place is trashed. And he's like, who, oh, I hate, I, I hate whoever has to clean this up. And he goes, oh, it's me, you know. And then Fran comes home with the cop that arrested her, and she's like, they're they're being real flirty and like like they did spend the night together, which is very strange. And uh, she he says, "Can I have my handcuffs back?" And I was like, "What just happened?" Like he he doesn't say sorry for the misunderstanding, nothing like that, you know. And and then uh, Maggie comes home. God, I spend the night over at Whitney's house and you guys completely trash the place? I miss everything. Help me to clean up before my father gets home. I mean, your father. Oh, thank God he's not coming back until tomorrow. Can you imagine the look on his face if he got a load of this? Ow! Oh, oh, oh. Wait, Bob, can you imagine what kind of an animal would do something Save like Save it, this? Miss Fine. Grace got sick, so he took an earlier flight. Niles, could you do something with Miss Babcock's blazer? Yeah, certainly, sir. 
specifically said no parties. Mr. Sheffield, let me explain. I'm very disappointed in you, Margaret. Margaret? Oh, oh no, Mr. Sheffield, this was my party. Oh, nice try, Miss Fine. But even the woman who put a bumper sticker on my limo reading honk if you're a hunk wouldn't be stupid enough to throw a party in my absence. Hey, hey, don't make a rush to judgment here. You're dealing with one dumb gal. <laughs> Your devotion to the children is touching, Miss Fine, but don't be ridiculous. If I thought for one moment you were responsible for all this, I'd have to fire you. Fire me? Uh, Fran, stop trying to cover for me. Dad, I had the party when Fran went out last night. She had nothing to do with this. Maggie! Fran! I did it! No, I did this! Oh, and I suppose you're the one that spilled the bottle of cream rinse on the Persian rug? No. Ah, oh, must have been Niles. Well, I certainly hope it was worth it, young lady. You're grounded indefinitely. Dad, the Nine Inch Nails concert is tonight! Oh, Mr. Sheffield, wait! End of discussion, Miss Fine. Maggie, are you out of your mind? Dan, I didn't want you to get fired. I care more about you than I do any concert. Oh, I love you. Okay, that was a really long clip, but I think it was important to have all that in there. So, <laughs> two things. Oh, a few things here. So, <laughs> Mr. Sheffield got home way before they did. So, he must have got home, like, the night before. Or, I don't know. It, they never explain it. They just say that Gracie got sick from the egg salad sandwich, I guess that she puked up on uh, Cece's blazer, which is hilarious. Niles says, yeah, I'll do something with this, and he throws it in the fireplace and lights a match. Hilarious. Um, it's very touching how Maggie takes uh, takes the blame for this and just shows you the relationship she, they, the, 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 the relationship Fran has with these kids. It's like, it's, it's amazing. So, you know, um, I, I don't know if, if she would deserve being fired for this. He doesn't know she got arrested yet, <laughs> but I mean, I don't think she should be fired for this. You could just say, you know, we had it all scheduled for this place. The place burned down. We had nowhere for these people to go. They'd already paid or whatever, however the situation was. I don't think she should have been fired for that. I think this is just a very, <laughs> it's just a very convenient thing for, you know, for him to say, just like, so Maggie will take the blame. And then of course, after that clip, she says, well, I don't want you to be fired. And she goes, oh no, she, that was in the clip. And then she says, well, you know, I don't, I love you. I don't want you to leave. And then she says, and I, I kind of forgot that tonight was the concert. <laughs> That's so true, right? You do something like, noble and then you're like oh whoops so um let's see what happens next it's fine what on earth possessed you i specifically said no parties well technically you told maggie no parties <laughs> don't you start with the semantics oh so now you're gonna fire me because you're anti-semantic <laughs> Right, but before you do anything rash, just remember I'm a fabulous nanny and a wonderful influence on the children. Oh, I gotta go. If a hooker named Sparkles called, tell her that I'm in court. Do you think this is cute enough for an arraignment? No? 
Now, I'm beginning to think that hiring a door-to-door -door cosmetic sales girl as a nanny was not my finest hour. Although your skin has never looked more supple. <laughs> Niles, this is the woman who's raising my children. Yes, and look what she's done to them. Miss Grace's therapist is no longer on the speed dial. <laughs> Master Brighton has given up those insipid little blazers with the nautical emblems and the gold butt... <laughs> which looks so good on you, sir. Margaret is at a very impressionable age right now, and Miss Fine's behavior is hardly character building. That was certainly proven today. What 16-year-old in her right mind would give up the concert of her life to save a friend? Well, I guess I forgot this episode, so she does confess that it was her who had the party. That is, uh, that's what I would do too. I would not let that kid take the fall. So, you know, Maggie can go to Nine Inch Nails concert now, but I like what Niles has to say in that clip, you know, like, you know, well, Maxwell says, yeah, hiring a door-to-door -door cosmetic sales girl was, you know, probably not my finest hour. And he goes, yeah, but look at, you know, basically look at the kids. They're, they've all gotten so better since she's been their nanny, which is true. So, um, I forgot, I completely forgot that she has to go to court at the end of this episode. I told you, I hadn't seen this in a long time. Uh, I love how she says, I'm a, I'm a great nanny for your kids. If a hooker named Sparkles calls, tell her I'm gonna be in court. <laughs> I love that line. Oh my gosh, I think I remember now and I remember who her lawyer is. Let's see if I'm right. <laughs> so the judge calls Fran to the, to the front and he's like, Miss Fine, do you have your attorney present? And she goes, my attorney present. And she's like freaking out. She goes, no, I'm not going to get him anything. Let's see how he does first. <laughs> That's funny. I don't care who you are. That's funny. Um, you would think, though, that she would know what that means. I guess it's just kind of for a cheap laugh, you know. But I laughed, so it's okay. Yep, I was right. Her lawyer is the very, very legendary Milton Berle. Love him. Speaking of Milton Berle, uh, if you're a fan of him, he has a very funny cameo on The Muppet Show. It's like from the late 70s. Very, very funny. So check that out if you're a fan. Hold it! Hold it! Hi, I object! I object. You object to what? To those electric doors in the men's room. <laughs> That's the elevator. Use the stairs. Can we get on with this, please? Yes, Your Honor. My client has been unjustly accused. And I say that... Which one is my client? Oh, it's me. It's me, Uncle Manny. Oh. Fran, Yetta's granddaughter? Oh, Yetta's granddaughter. <laughs> Who's Yetta? I'm your great niece. I spoke to you last night. I'm Sylvia Fine's daughter. Oh, yeah. The one that's not married. That you remember? So, Your Honor, what uh, are the charges? Conducting business in a residential neighborhood without a franchise tax license, 
a city business license, or a liquor license. Wow. You're going to need a lawyer. You are a lawyer. Then you're in luck. <laughs> Sweetheart, isn't that skirt a little snug? Well, maybe just a little. <laughs> Hear that, Your Honor? The skirt is snug. So if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> She was like a madam. I told you guys, I, I told you it has been a very long time since I've seen this episode. And I, like I said, I watch it as I go. So I'm just as surprised as you are. So yeah, she got in, she's in trouble for operating a business without a license or something. You know, serving liquor without a license. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, Melton Burroughs, her lawyer... He's obviously very senile, uh, only remembers Fran because she's the one who's not married. <laughs> that's Sylvia's thing. Sylvia's not in this episode. She's really funny, though. But that's her thing. She, like, she is always so depressed because Fran's not married. Fran's not married. Um, <laughs> okay. So, I guess the reason they didn't give us all this information because it was going to be at the end. And like I said, it's, it's just a silly episode, you know? Uh, it's such a stupid charge, too. Like, I mean, it's, it's, I mean it's, it's a valid charge. It's just a stupid charge. So, the whole thing, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Uh, who remembers what that's from? That is from the OJ trial, which had just finished up, like, in probably the summer of 95. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, sometime around then. And this is November of 95, so it's very fresh in everybody's mind. Uh, so I like that little nod to, you know, to OJ. I mean, that was like, and I've talked about OJ on the show before when I watched The People vs. OJ. Uh, it was a very, very big thing in the news for like a year, you know, at least a year. So, if you were alive in 95 and 94, that was all they talked about on the news was OJ. I think 95 was when Oklahoma City bombing happened too. Might have been 95. No, it was 95. Yeah. So, that was another big thing in the news, but um, yeah. So, let's see what happens with this court case. I'm sorry, Your Honor. I think the defense is resting. Miss Fine, would you just like to plead? Yes, I would. Oh, please, please don't send me to jail. Your, Your Honor, permission to approach the bench. Come on down. Mr. Sheffield, what are you doing here? Your Honor, this, this woman works for me. The, uh, the party was held in my home. And, well... I have never known her to knowingly break the law. Well, except for the free pay-per-view, but then everyone schmears the cable man. <laughs> right? Why don't you just go sit down with the rest of the dream team? Uh, Mr. Sheffield, the uh, party was in your house. Then you are responsible for the party. I am fining you $500. 
and you are free to go. And thank God, so am I. Thank you, thank you. I can tell you one thing, I'm not paying that fine. Oh, you're gonna fight the system. What a turn on. Well, you're paying it. What a turn off. It's coming out of your salary. Oh, my salary. So does that mean you're not gonna fire me? No. Since you acted like a bloody teenager, you're grounded. Grounded? You know, I'm a grown woman. Why don't you just put me over your knee and spank me? Oh, what do you know? We made it back to turn on. <laughs> so right before that clip, uh, Milton Burl, Burl falls asleep because he's an old senile man, you know. And that's why she says the defense is resting. Uh... It's just a silly... I mean, I never said this episode was good. I just said it was funny. It made me laugh. I just wanted some cheesy comedy tonight, you know? Uh, Mr. Sheffield comes in, you know, she thinks he's going to save the day. And he just messes it up more. And I love how she says, go sit with the rest of the dream team. Which is another OJ reference. I think there's actually an episode, I might be wrong, but I think there's an episode of People vs. OJ called Dream Team. And that's I'm pretty sure that was Johnny Cochran, uh, Robert Shapiro. It was all of OJ's lawyers. I can't remember all of them right now. Uh, F. Lee Bailey. God, there were so many. Who's the other one? I think it was Robert Shapiro. Oh, Kardashian. Robert Kardashian. Yep. Um,. That OJ trial was just, it's its just, it's like really, it's such a huge memory for me when I was, you know, in high school. It was a big deal. And I remember when the OJ trial, uh, when the OJ verdict came out. Okay, wait a minute. The OJ verdict came out when I was in school. So it must have been, It okay, so the trial must have been the spring before uh, this episode aired. I mean, I guess I could look it up, but it's not a huge deal. It was sometime in 95. Um, <clears throat> the, ep the ending of the episode's kind of cute. You know, very flirty. You know, I'm going to, I'm gonna, you know, spank you like a teenager or whatever. Um, that's another sexual innuendo. And it's another flirtatious thing that they do. Like, in season three, it really started becoming, like, obvious that they both, like, were in love with each other. And they were always flirting and... It was cute. It's one of those shows where you root for them and you root for them and you root for them and then they finally get together and it was even cuter. You know what I mean? Different situation with The Office and Pam and Jim. I rooted for them forever. When they got together, they were just boring. Didn't like it. Somebody here? Somebody's at my house. So yeah, um, that's it's different with the nanny. They, they, they just stayed adorable the whole, the whole like, rest of the show. Because I think they got together at the end of season maybe four? They definitely, like, he said he loved, he says I love, he said I love you because they thought they were going to die in a plane crash. He said I love you at the end of season three. And he kissed her. And then he took it back. That's a very famous episode. He took back the thing. It kind of reminded me of um, Seinfeld. You know how they always called like 
the thing that you know they're always like using those those um, those names for things so it gets better as it goes but th- season three was pretty good there are some good episodes in season three um, there's one called shopaholic another one of my favorites where she's like addicted to shopping which is very relatable <laughs> Uh, especially with Amazon, but she's like totally in debt. She has all these credit cards, totally in debt. And she goes like on this like bin shopping spree. And this is funny. It's very silly. It's very cheesy, corny, but I love this stuff. I don't know. I just love this show. Um, it's one of the shows you don't really have to think too much about, you know, kind of like Free's Company and kind of like I Love Lucy. You don't have to think too much about it. Um... Anyways, that is the end of that episode. Maggie got to go to her concert. Fran didn't get fired. And, but she's still single. <laughs> I don't know if she ended up with that, that cop. He was cute. His name was Jeffrey? Jeffrey. Uh, I just thought it was weird the, the, um, the, uh, the way the episode, you know, Flowed. It was just kind of strange because like they didn't give you give you a lot of information, and I think Milton Burrow was just there to, you know, that they had to have a reason for him to come on, and he's he played the perfect. I mean, he only had like a few lines, but he played like the perfect senile uncle, you know, great uncle. Um, there have been a lot of really cool celebrities on this show. I think Celine Dion was on it. Uh, Elton John. Bed Midler. Was it Bed Midler? Cher. Cher was on it. Um, so many people. So many people. Uh, was it Billy Ray Cyrus? He was on it. Oh, my kid's home. Perfect timing. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and end this now. Um, follow me on Facebook at when TV was great. And, uh, also, um, I want to talk a little bit about another special I watched on Netflix. I want to say, don't watch it if you're if if, it, if you're like depressed that day because it's pretty upsetting. But it's called uh, "Take Care of Maya." It's on Netflix, and whew, it's upsetting. There's a dark turn that I didn't see coming, and I was pretty upset about it. So. That's my recommend for this week. Um, if you like the podcast, go and leave me a review, please. I really need to get higher up on the list. I know it's probably a lot to ask for, but just something, just rate it, you know, rate it with the stars or write a review if you'd like. Uh, whatever you want to do, you know, um, I appreciate that. I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate you guys' patience. This is the best I've done in a while. I did two. I did two episodes in a week. <laughs> so that's pretty good. Uh, let's see. So the next episode I'm going to be doing is going to be a collaboration. I'm going to be doing Married to Children. Uh, oh my gosh, what's the episode called? Uh, it's where they go on the vacation. Oh my god, I can't remember the name of it right now. I just blanked out. It's a season... Two finale. Poppies. Poppies by the tree. That's what it's called. I'm going to be um, doing the podcast with my 
uh, co-host Stefan and another co-host Stephen. That's not confusing at all, Stefan and Stephen. So we're going to be doing that. That'll be uh, at least part one will hopefully be released next week, maybe the week after. I have to edit it. But um, we're going to be giving that to you, and then we'll do part two in a few weeks. Uh, we have some vacations coming up, so we have to kind of plan accordingly. But that'll be coming out then, and then then I'll try to do the Sopranos episode. Uh, you know, I'll try to get that out to you because I did promise that. All right, guys, thank you for listening, and uh, stay safe out there. Bye.